Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hey guys, welcome to Perpetual Traffic. It is Molly Pittman here today. I have Nihal Kazim here. He's from adpros.com. So he's the founder of adpros.com. They have an awesome podcast called Ad Tips. Let's get right into it. Okay, we are live, my friend. How's it going? I'm doing amazing. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you for being here. So first off, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Really excited to have you. Just a little backstory about Nahal. I think we had like an interesting meeting. Well, we had met before, I think at like a mini chats conference. And then I ran into you in October at an event and we just randomly started chatting in the hallway and you went like deep about bots and what you were doing with Facebook advertising. And I was like, all right, we got to be friends. <laughs> and so uh, that's how this relationship formed. And we chat a lot on Instagram and I just love the work that you do. So uh, just to give everybody a, that's how I met this guy. <laughs> Introduction. Do you want to tell everybody what you do? Yeah, so we have a Facebook ads agency. So we do primarily Facebook and Instagram traffic, primarily for e-com and high ticket. And uh, we're also working with media buyers and teaching them stuff too. So this conversation is mostly going to be focused around CBO, so campaign budget optimization. But I think as you said, we're all still figuring this out um, together in terms of I still use budget at the ad set level when I'm testing. And then I'll switch over to CBO for scale. But then scaling a CBO campaign is very different from the old school scaling of, of budget at the ad set level. So 
I definitely have my thoughts around this and I'm about to do a big launch for a client and I'm setting up a ton of CDO tests because I, I still don't know exactly how this is going to function come September when this becomes the default. But Nahal has done some extensive testing uh, around CDO and it's interesting because you're seeing with CBO or without CBO, budgets are becoming so important. Like someone posted a few days ago that they launched a new campaign with a ton of ad sets and each ad set was set at $10 a day. Well, their CPA is more like $30 to $40. So with that small of a budget per ad set, I mean, Facebook can't even obtain one purchase a day, right? And so I think that uh, we know how important budgets are, but they're even more important based off of the logistics of how your campaign's set up. And I've yeah. seen the same thing, and it's why I only use CBO for scale and not testing, because I've only really gotten it to work when I've got a very hefty budget. Um, like, we started a campaign at $10,000 a day with CBO that worked well. But I mean, that's a huge daily budget. Yeah, and... I think part of that is if you have a smaller budget, you might start thinking like CBO is not for me or I got to wait or I, I can't kill my business because I need money in order to do the test, but I can't do the test because I don't have the money and it's like chicken or the egg and it can be frustrating. And mm -hmm. so the way that we've graduated from traditional campaigns to the CBO is by having the traditional campaigns work. And we found yep. winners there and then we took them just exactly like you're saying. Nice. That's exactly what we're doing. And guys, but then with CBO, it, it changes a lot. So. And it changes uh, as you start running. It changes as you find winners. And I, I can explain a little bit of some of the tests we're doing and how we're finding uh, some of the winners uh, that we are. And so the first mistake was the budgets were too small. Uh, second is that our audience sizes were too small as well. And so mm -hmm. majority of our testing was like 1% lookalike audiences. And theoretically, with traditional, um, you know, uh, campaigns you're like I want the highest quality audiences so I can get the best quality customer like you know the data in order to get the highest quality uh, customers and then scale from there and so logically it makes sense but in practice it didn't make sense for CBO and so we took the other approach which is everyone is talking about how amazing broad audiences are completely open auto placements dynamic creatives and let it run and that it worked for us either for this account and so we have a lot of different assumptions that we're going based off of, and we have guesstimates, but at the end of the day, we just have to test it. Absolutely. And so that's what we did. So the first thing was like $1,000 budgets that we're doing as tests. And so we went straight into like, how do we just go straight into $1,000 budgets? And how do we test this and get numbers quickly? Because the goal again was like, how do we spend $2,000 per day? And we're not just going to spend a thousand and make it just work in the sense of like the budget is a thousand doesn't mean we're going to spend a thousand because right. we have, we have manual uh, reviews that we're doing, etc. So the goal here was, can we get these thousand dollar campaigns to work? And with the thousand dollars, we had four uh, ad sets and that's what we were testing. We tr tested eight ad sets as well. And that didn't work for us. We tested like up to four to eight ads and four happened to work for us. But majority of what we're doing right now is dynamic creative. Awesome, which I want to learn more about. I don't have a ton of good experience with that. So that's another topic I want us to touch on. But a, a huge thing with CBO, and I found the same thing. I've tested CBO multiple times with eight ad sets, 10 ad sets, 12 ad sets. And the issue is most of you guys know is that Facebook's now optimizing at the ad set level. And so they're going to pick the 
two or three, you know, I found ad sets that are working the best or have the largest audience sizes. And so it, the ball game sort of changes here in terms of campaign structure when you're using CBO because, you know, my old campaigns that have 50 ad sets in them, right, those aren't going to work so hot uh, when it comes to campaign budget optimization. Yeah. And so it becomes a challenge. And so this is what we're talking about on how to do this in a sustainable, like more cautious way. But when it works, you have the ability to go from $500 to 5,000 plus uh, pretty quickly. And so just to make sure it's like really clear with CBO, you know, the budget is set at the uh, campaign level. And we're going to talk about some of the minimum maximums that you can set at the ad set level. But the bottom line is that you can set the, the budget at the, at the campaign level and decide how it's distributed if you want or let Facebook do all of it. So um, the budgets that we're talking about here, like these are the campaign level budgets that we were testing. And so just to go back into this, the $1,000 budgets that we were testing were working really well. And then what we realized is that we, as soon as we got one of these CBO campaigns to work, with the, the setup. So just to make sure that we're, we're all on the same page, $1,000 budgets is what we tested initially with four ad sets. And we had two to four ads in each ad set. And that's all we were running. And we tested different types of audiences. Broad didn't work for us. 10% primarily were the ones that were 10% lookalikes worked. But the challenge became is that if the campaign didn't start off right in the beginning of the day, we just lost all of that budget. It wasn't going to recover and now we don't spend that much money at all. And that was creating some challenges for us uh, because what happened is we want stability in the account and we wanna ride those wins and go as far as we can with those. So when there are wins, we are able to bump a budget from $500 a day to $1,500 to $2,000 per campaign level. Whereas uh, with $1,000, you can scale way quicker but you also, if that campaign doesn't work, you just you pause and you're kind of done for, uh, for the day for, for that one. And I've seen that too, Nahal, like the CBO campaigns that have worked really well for me, I have had like a $500 plus a day budget that I'm starting out with. But that's not as scary because I've already tested these audiences and ads you know, in a campaign with the budget at the ad set level, right? So we're not just coming out and saying, we want to blow a bunch of money. You know, it's like, all right, we know what works and what's, you know, this has worked, but scale is very tough doing this with budgets at the ad set level. So we kind of want that rocket ship that CBO is to allow us to get the volume that we're looking for. So just to, to clarify for people, and this is interesting and right in line with what I've seen. Nahal, can you sort of go over what the minimum and maximums are, like what that means uh, just before we go into that? Um, minimum and maximum. So what happens if you have four ad sets and you have $500 for the campaign, by default, it will start allocating the spend. The whole point of CBO theoretically is to find the winners to allocate the money according to what you're optimizing for. So Theoretically, if you're optimizing for conversion with a campaign that you're getting the best conversion uh, CPA target, then it optimizes for that. There's actually a new optimization that came out and that's been rolling out, and that's optimizing for conversion based off of ROAS. And so mm -hmm. that's just mind-blowing. Yeah, and you got to be set up correctly for that. <laughs> and so um, there's definitely like opportunity with, uh, with that one. But what happens is that if you don't set minimums or maximum, 
if you have four, ad set number two might by default get 40%, 60% of the budget and you don't control it. And then you're saying, well, the other ones only got out of my $500 budget, only got $50. And so maybe that was a winner, but now I don't know. So what you're able to do is set minimums at the ad set level. And for us, our budget, our target CPA is $60 CPA. And so for us here with four ad sets, what we're doing now and what's working for us is our minimums were 100 to $150 on this. But what has been working is actually our max is adds up to the campaign level and our minimums are 50. So when our minimums were 100, it wasn't spending right, it was overspending. And by earlier on in the day, um, we spent a lot more when there aren't that many people online. And uh, we, we just had campaigns that didn't perform as well as they are right now when we have four ad sets, $50 minimums, 125. That's our setup at the asset level. Clear? So, so minimum and maximum mean that's the least amount you're gonna spend in, the, in that ad set for that day, or that's the most amount. So he's using this to sort of combat what we talked about earlier with Facebook sort of selecting one or two of these ad sets they're gonna allocate all of the budget to, which is really how this is built. But this is a way that we can control that um, a bit better. When I tried this a few weeks ago, it didn't work so well for me. I think it was the certain situation I was in. I was going for leads and I had such a small window in a hall. Like, you know, I was going for like $1.50 leads. It's different than with the CPA that you're looking for. You were going for purchases. So my volume was a lot different. And I think that I didn't choose the right minimum and maximum. But that is something I'm about to test in this new launch that we have coming up because sometimes the minimum and maximums can actually throw your campaign off. So I think if you're going to use the minimum and maximum, it needs to be wide open like you've done here, right? Like minimum $50, max 125, right? Not like a super small window that, um, you, you can't give Facebook a super small window, I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and with that, you know, there are different beliefs of like, I just want to put a minimum and let my max be open, okay? And that's one approach. The way that we tested, like we tested a lot of these different nuances for our ad account. And this is the only um, you know, caveat is like, this is what's working for our ad account. Different ad accounts are working different. Some of them don't work with CEO at all. They're just doing manual bids or auto bids. And so for us, this is the thing, the combination that's working right now. And so this has allowed us to go from $100 a day. Right now we're at $5,000, $7,000 per day. And uh, we're doing it relatively consistently. And that was within a quarter, like less than three months. So we had a $3,000 a month budget in January. In March, we spent 120 k That's how quickly like, it can scale with CBO and everything you've been talking about, Molly. So. And so what did this scale look like? Were you just increasing the budget every few days? Or like, what did that process look like for you to scale this? Because... I think also what we're coming up against is, you know, to scale in, in the olden days, you know, you would increase the budgets at the ad set level, but I was also adding new ad sets in so that you can horizontally scale too. But that doesn't always work with CBOs. So what does scale look like for you guys? This is what we do when we put a bunch of different creatives in there and then let Facebook do its thing. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the goal, but the problem is, is that when we try to scale this, 
Facebook is starting to optimize for just a few ad sets, right? And so we're using these minimums and maximums to try to overcome that um, so that we can get not just vertical scale in terms of increasing budgets, but to make sure we're also reaching all of those audiences. Like for example, I had 10 ad sets in a campaign. I was using CBO and only three or four of them were getting all of the reach. Well, that was awesome, but the other seven, there was still a lot of meat left on the bone. That's like sort of gross, but um, it, it's a good analogy. And so by using these minimums, it allows us to say, yeah, Facebook, we want the algorithm to do the thing, but we also want to make sure that we're still allocating budgets over to these other ad sets, even though Facebook sees them more as like losers, um, I guess is a good way to put it. From a letting Facebook do its thing, I truly believe that's the future. And for some accounts and for some types of offers, it's working really well. Broad 18 to 65, CBO, dynamic creative, and like let it run. And the only difference that they have in the ad set is male or female, or worldwide and uh, US only, or what countries, you know? However, you can break it down, but it's super broad. And I think that works way better when you do have a bunch of other campaigns going that allow pixel data to come in and then help Facebook to do its job. So in terms of scale that you were asking, here's a few, there's so many different ways to set up this targeting. What people have been talking about is primarily open targeting, right? So no interest, just open, let it run. We found that it didn't work for us. Even if it does work for you, you're still missing out on a lot of scale if you're only using open targeting. So it, even if you're getting open targeting to work, you still need to have ad sets with other types of targeting or you're gonna miss out on a huge portion of the market. I agree, and there's just so many pockets. And so it just depends which pocket of audience is working for you at that moment. And so if I were to prioritize this um, in terms of like testing and you're just getting started with CBO, here's what I would probably do based off of some of the results that we're seeing right now. So one is open targeting. Then I would go after interests that are 10 million and then I would go after interests that are 20 million plus and audiences, lookalike audiences that are 10% of your highest intent traffic and then backwards. So yeah, that's uh, great. So for example, some of the uh, audiences that are working best for us right now are the uh, lifetime value pixel audiences, right? So the people who are spending the most amount of money, exporting them from Clavio or Shopify, wherever that you're doing it from. And once you do that, the way that the, the audiences are, are working, like what we're seeing at least from the highest LTV, we're exporting those and we're not just doing buyers, we're doing buyers who spent the most amount of money and then doing lookalike audiences based off of those. And we're going after 10%, 10% is the max that Facebook allows natively in the platform. And there's more nerdy ways to get 20%. Um, but I would do that as a starting way. And then what we do, so just starting all the way from the back, highest LTV purchases, then actual purchases. And there's a big difference. What, again, things to test here are, is it the purchase pixel or is it the purchase custom audience that you upload? And so those are the exact same data, but is different input and Facebook will provide different audiences. We've seen it over and over again of pixel lookalike audiences versus like actual raw data lookalike audiences and you work different. So we do that and then you just work back between uh, initiate checkouts, add to carts, et cetera. So, but if I were to prioritize, here's what I would prioritize first, which are open targeting, 10 million audience plus interest, 20 million plus interest, uh, and 10% lookalikes. You know, I've been saying like 5 million plus per ad set is like a good, 
you know, starting point with CBO. But I agree, the ad sets that have worked the best, whether I'm selling info or a physical uh, e e-com store, are usually the audiences that are 20, 30 million. And CBO just loves those, those larger audience sizes. Does changing the minimums when you scale cause the campaigns or ad sets to relearn or reset that optimization? Yeah, this is a really good question. So, and I can go into some more like detail here of what like the schedule looks like because this is hands-on media buying. Your Whereas, scaling schedule. So in terms of like uh, the actual launch, it's anywhere between five o'clock to six, seven o'clock latest Eastern for us when we're doing um, these campaigns in North America. By 9 a.m., we're hoping for $80 CPA, okay? And for a lot of people, they would turn all, like a lot of that off. They might get emotional and they're like, this isn't working and boom, boom, boom. But we know what the flow of the account is, right? It's going to take a few days too to get, you know, a tr true numbers. Yeah. And so what happens is that from 9 a.m., like even though like the day stuff is important and like letting campaigns spend and some people are, like let campaigns spend for three days and they just, that's the investment of CBO and that's the way they're doing it. Um, it's difficult for us because it's $2,000 and it's just like, cool, we're going to spend $6,000 of our uh, month budget. We don't actually know if that's going to work. After that, we're looking at uh, 12 PM. And so what we're doing is auto rules are cutting out like obvious losers and you don't have to have automated rules. Like you can, it just helps with any kind of weird glitch of delivery. Right, so, and you're not having to go in and manually day trade <laughs> if you use rules. And, and if you're a business owner, you have a lot of different responsibilities. So what happens with this is it, this allows you to do deep work or this allows you to jump on calls and you're not like refreshing like a crazy person and like going through it. It doesn't allow you to do the rest of your business very well. And so, you know, thankfully, I'm, I'm grateful that I have people on my team, uh, you know, that uh, do that more actively. But for me, it allows me to go in at these periods of time, too, and just check where things are at. But uh, 80, if our target is $60, we're looking at $80, ideally. And so by 12 p.m., we know, just so here, there's some manual losers here as well that we're turning off. Those are ad sets you're turning off or ads that you're turning off? Because I've found that when I turn an ad set off with CBO, because of the breakdown effect, it seems to affect the rest of the campaign. Do you get what I yeah. mean? And so that's a struggle for me <laughs> because something's not working. I want to turn it off. But when it does, it seems to actually affect the other ad sets. So, yeah. you know, again, guys, we're all figuring this out together. It's like, what the hell do we do about that? what we do about that is we turn it off and then we adjust maxes okay so, that's the way you overcome that i'm i'm taking notes on that like this is the thing there's so much that i could probably learn from nuances that you're doing molly and there's hopefully things that i can share with you that you can test and see if it works on your account and so we've tested when we do max open so there's no maxes only minimums and we've tested without minimums and maximums for whatever reason on our accounts this is what's working as soon as we are like we haven't talked about increase or decrease of budgets but if we keep the same budget turn off ad sets uh, we turn off two of them we only have two active we just do the total campaign budget divided by number of active assets that's all okay interesting great yeah so that is that. Um, so rules don't up upset the algorithm. This is a very important question because what happens is how do we scale on this, right? So 
I came prepared, Molly. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. You're to, always to make sure. prepared. I love talking to you about this stuff. It's yeah. like, if I'm going to solve, if we're going to solve this CBO problem, it's going to be with Nahal. <laughs> and guys, if this is confusing, it should be like, no. this is not a like, here's the step by step to do this. Like we're, we're figuring this out with you. So if you're confused, like both of us are confused too. I mean, not confused, but like we, this is evolving every day. So uh, this is just like an open conversation that we want to have. I think it's a good way to, to describe this. Now, at that point, this is very important for us because usually at this time by 9 a.m., we're getting a little bit of activity. So we're getting $50 to $70 spends. By 12 p.m., this is where we're expecting like $70 CPAs. Well, you've got to, we've got to realize with CBO that we are playing a volume game and a speed game here. So traditionally, especially when we're just getting started and we're using smaller budgets, you're not going to get data back in hours like you're seeing here, right? But with CBO, not only because of the way it functions, like the rocket ship we talked about earlier, but also the big budgets that you're using, right? Those combined are a huge reason that um, allows Nahal to start to uh, make these decisions much sooner than we traditionally would with a campaign. So I just wanted to make sure, you know, what typically do you allow day-wise to determine if it is a loser or not? Well, you know, with ad set at the budget level, with smaller budgets, you normally need a few days because Facebook just hasn't had enough money or time to play with. But with CBO, you know, it, you know, he said, I've had ads where I let it run in the beginning and it was high conversions, but after four or five days, it settled down and ended up getting much better, just seeing what determines a loser or not. So, I mean, what determines a loser depends on your goal, your CPA goal or your lead goal, whatever that metric is. But you know, some of you, if you're, you know, starting out with 10 bucks a day ads or budget at the ad set level, you can't make a decision this quickly. So I just wanted to add some context to that. Yeah. The first time I heard of these methods, I was like, this is so active and it feels like day trading. And I'm like, this feels like gambling. Like, what am I doing? I feel like I'm working too hard. And then I realized like that it's actually, if you set check-in points, you can still have the same effects and the check-in points are like five, 10 minutes max. And then everything else, like refreshing and just looking at numbers because they're fun, like that's fun. But um, if you want to make decisions, these are some of the rhythms that we've come up with so that our team, especially if, you're, if you have a media buyer on your team, you have to systemize this in some way. And they're going to say like, well, I, I looked at it like two hours ago, but hold on a second. Did you look at it at these increments? And then you can right. check in with them. So in the beginning, 9 a.m., you're just trying to figure life out and like, are things working? Uh, by 12 p.m., you're getting closer to your goal as, because, again, ad sets are where you're testing the, the targeting. And then the ad is you're taking your proven campaigns and you're proving ads and you're putting those and just running. So ideally, you're already optimizing and you know, increasing the uh, probability of the ad sets working and the ads working because you already have winners. Like, like you said, these are with, uh, your, this is a scaling phase, not a testing phase. And, and that is why all of this is subjective, guys. This is what he's doing because they're scaling. They already know that these ads worked. They already know that these audiences, you know, some way resonated. We're in the scale phase. The risk and the reward here is scale. And yes. then the bets are based off of how much of uh, your risk tolerance is. 
And then your, you know, the reward can be higher as well. And this is the same thing that we were talking about is the risk and reward with $500 budgets where you're getting stability with the ability to, to scale versus you're starting at a thousand. If something hits, you really get that thing to hit and you can be just at one campaign be at 2,000, 4,000, 5,000, not including any of your other campaigns. And so it just depends on your risk tolerance. And if this is not a competition, this is just with your specific account, this is just with your business. Um, I hope as we're talking about this and you're spending $100, $200, like you're not like envious or jealous, like use this and figure out how to use this in your own business with whatever budgets you have. Because um, the same way we're spending, you know, on some accounts, five, $7,000 a day, there's other people spending $50,000, $100,000 a day. And so we're working in the environments that we're at. And if these numbers sound big, there's always someone who's spending more. So please don't take it too personal if you are. Okay, to keep going. I'm trying, Molly. I'm trying. And so... No, I love it. This is awesome. I keep interrupting yeah. you. So. <laughs> um, so in the beginning, you're just trying to figure out if you're actually getting sales, right? Then from here, we're hopefully getting closer. Again, in good days, once you start seeing these and you're doing these checks, these are like a lot of gut um, in the beginning. You're just trying to like figure out what's working. And if that doesn't feel natural to you, you can start writing stuff down if that's appropriate. But for me, I just look at it and I just, I'm in the account so frequently that I just, I just feel it. And so um, as weird as that might sound. And so $80 CPA by 9 a.m. If we are at $60 CPA by 9 a.m., I know we're going to have a phenomenal day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So last week, end of Q1 was really bad for one of our accounts, and it kept getting worse. And then yesterday, we woke up, and it was $54 by 9 a.m., and we ended up spending $7,000. But when things aren't working, we're spending $2,000, maybe $3,000. But when things are working, we have the ability to spend five grand more you know, just because it's working. Now, how do you make these decisions? So at the campaign level for us, when we're having $500 budgets, so I want to make sure this is super clear. So $500 budgets, we want to make sure we're not spending crazy amounts of money or bumping it without like enough spend. So we tried this when we spent just $30 or $50 and we got a sale or two, we got super excited. We're like, let's double budgets or let's bump it. And it's like, who cares? Even, you know, the, 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 the logic is like, even if numbers go down, it'll still be good enough. But what happens is that it, the delivery doesn't work the same. It, it doesn't, uh, if you do scales too, too hard sometimes, it does happen like that. So what the number that we figured out for this specific account is if we're around $150 in spend and our CPA is $40 or 50, between 40 to 50, again, our target is 60, we bump by 250. So that's by 50%. Perfect. Okay. And you know what I found too, and this might be because I've mainly used CBO in like launch mode, right? And so I'm needing to acquire a bunch of people in like two weeks. So this isn't an evergreen campaign. So I need to be more aggressive. I normally tell people, if you have an evergreen campaign, increase the budget 50% every three to five days, depending on what you're doing. But what I have found with CBO is that I can scale quicker. Like I was increasing by 50%, sometimes 100% every day. Now again, part of that was because I was in launch mode. So I needed to spend that money no matter what, but it didn't cause the rise in um, my cost per acquisition that I used to see when we had budgets at the ad set level and we were trying to scale. Does that make sense to you? And so that makes me happy because I feel like that is a huge benefit of CBO is that if it's working, 
Facebook can digest that really, you know, crazy increase in budget more frequently than it's ever been able to before. And that's a theory, but uh, I, I think that's going to be huge for us. Yeah, it, it does work like that. And so what we're trying to do is trying to figure out which are the assets that are working and then go deeper with those. And then we usually find a loser or that whole campaign is a winner and multiple assets are winning. After this, it usually gets a lot simpler. And so what happens here is 4 p.m. when we check in, we already know what the clear winners are. We already know what the clear losers are. For this specific account that we're talking about, 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. is a complete lull. There isn't that much activity going on. Sometimes it actually, our CPA goes up uh, during this time. And so look at the lulls in your account. And what I would look at is watch spending and watch your uh, number of purchases that are coming in. So we see as soon as 12 or 1 p.m. hits, everything slows down. And so we know that. So we account for that because instead of, again, like being emotional and freaking out of like, what happened to my CPA? What's going on? I'm going to lose. It's going to be a bad day. We just know the rhythms, right? right so and add context, like your audience might be at work, right? And then they come back in the evening and purchase. So, you know, you got to add layer on context of what your market's doing at this time of day. Yeah. And that's not just something to consider as you spend more money and look at your audience. And um, the, the challenge becomes like, what do I want it to work like versus what the truth is and the reality of the account is. It doesn't matter right. how, how you want it to work, you know, and um, most people expect the data to go like this, but it actually goes like up and down a lot. And you just have to make decisions on when to make decisions. Um, and so that's what we're doing right now. And so 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 4 p.m., 7 p.m. And so 4 p.m. and 7 p.m., what we're doing here is by 4 p.m., now things are about to pick up again. Okay, and so we're watching for opportunities to scale further, uh, and it's a little bit of cleaning up and sweeping, but for the most part, it's just uh, scaling a little bit further. Find one or two campaigns that we can push a little bit further. The campaigns that were at 750 or 1,000, we move them to 1,000 to 1,500 as they're working, and then 7 p.m. usually is like when it gets a little bit hot too, and it slows down around 10. And what happens is that, so again, you don't have to do these check-ins um, but this is like what we like to do and you can do this a lot slower. You can slow down budgets later on in the night if you like. It just comes down to how active you want to be. So um, for us, we want to be super active and we want to like push as much as we can each day. And so those are our check-in times. So there's not anything awesome. unique. So helpful. Yeah, there's not really any unique things that happen here because you're not going to scale a campaign at 10 p.m. Like there's not that much time left. And uh, usually it doesn't lead to high quality sales or high, uh, low uh, CPAs. Uh, and usually by 7 p.m. we're pushing a little bit. We still have some time, um, but not that much. And so most of our scaling happens by 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. a little bit by 7. And that's it. Well, and especially like I have noticed with budgets at the ad set level, if you don't hit 50 conversions a week, it will, you know, it, it usually dies because Facebook doesn't have enough data to go find more of these conversions. But what's interesting, I set up a CBO campaign two months ago and optimizing for purchases. 
Now we only have over two months, like 24 conversions, right? Way less than we're supposed to have per week. And it's working great. I haven't tried to scale it. It's a retargeting campaign for team traffic. You know, so the cost per acquisition is over a hundred bucks. I mean, this is a higher ticket offer. So I'm wondering if when using CBO, the 50 conversion a week issue or uh, this thing that you know we've seen happen in terms of things die, um, if they don't get 50 conversions a week, um, I, I'm wondering if CBO sort of overcomes that. I, I don't think we necessarily know, uh, but that is just something I've been like ready for it to die. I'm like, when's it going to quit working? And it keeps getting better. So I think that information is important for uh, less that 50 is a magic number. There's nothing magical that happens at 50. 50 is just a benchmark that Facebook knows based off of our machine learning, which I said in a session where Mike Rhodes taught artificial intelligence about Google yesterday, but it shows you, I mean, Facebook's getting smarter every day. So the 50 conversion number, just to go back, that might be a benchmark where they've seen on average, if you can get 50 conversions a week, that's about how much data our system needs to really do our best job. Uh, but I think that's becoming outdated with CBO and with um, the machine, right? The artificial intelligence getting smarter. I didn't know this, but 80% of the people who are employed to build artificial intelligence work at Google and work at Facebook. And so we, we sort of lose sight of the fact that they are building this intelligence to start to predict who is going to buy our stuff, right? Or who is most likely to take that action. And the smarter they get, I think the least amount of data that they're going to need. Because you also have to remember that during this time, they're collecting their every day. They have more information about Nahal and Molly as consumers, right? So it's not just about what do people look like that are taking this conversion action. They're also collecting data and have more data to say, oh, based off of the last 10 years you've been on Facebook, Molly is most likely to buy this dog jacket for Larry <laughs> because, uh, you know, her behavior, the data is telling us that. So, so it was kind of a complicated explanation, but I think that that is becoming a tad bit outdated, the 50 conversion a week thing, especially when using CBO. Yeah. And so he's saying that he's spending like 500 to a thousand dollars per day to hit conversion numbers. But I think there are still ways to do that. Um, while making sure you're hitting your day-to-day -day, like CPA numbers. It doesn't have to be like an all-in uh, investment just to like get to the other side. So, Do you want to talk about the dynamic creatives? With the only thing I would say about dynamic creative, because there is like a, a lot of nuance to it. I don't know if it's as complex as CBO and all the stuff that like we're talking about. Um, the only thing I would say about dynamic is that um, for whatever reason, the same ads that you're testing for your campaigns and you found that there are winning elements so you might have found winning media like graphics and videos or you might have found winning text descriptions or headlines what we're doing is taking the same all those winning assets and putting them in a dynamic creative and for some reason they're working better than the campaigns with post IDs and the ones with social proof and there's like different theories on why that might be I don't know if it's just because Facebook has more to test within that same ad set and it's CBO so it's you know, delivering in a specific way, like in a more broad way. 
But for us, when we were doing CDO with post IDs versus CDO and uh, dynamic, that dynamic has been winning for some reason. And um, that's almost all that we're doing right now. And then we're now pulling those winning uh, permalinks, like the actual post IDs from those dynamic ads and seeing if we can get those to, to work even better because that's what has worked and the, the winner has been from dynamic. And this so, is something I want to test. To, like, I'm going to test again in this launch because I tested this in January. And for me, the post IDs absolutely crushed it. But those post IDs already had a metric ton of social proof, right? And so it just came out of the gate with just, you know, it was like the campaign just, I've never seen something like that before. So I'm wondering too, if it has to do, if you're using existing post IDs or if you're using like fresh ads, right? I guess would be a good way to put it versus these dynamic creatives. I think that variable is huge. Does that make sense? So that's something that we're trying to figure out if that's true uh, for our accounts and if it's working. Because theoretically, again, it's like, okay, you have thousands of comments or you have proven high, you know, click-through rates, crazy good relevance score, all this like social proof with like not only comments from people, but the community managers responding and increasing increases the click to conversion rate, click to sale conversion rates, all of these things theoretically that should be better, but sometimes our new dynamic creatives with the same winning ads work better. And, and I think a reason for that could be that when we're only using old post IDs, we really come up with ad fit, come up against ad fatigue, not in the sense of like, I'm seeing the same ad all the time, but right. Facebook can only show the same ad to the same person. I think it's two times a day, right? Two to three times. I can't remember the exact metric. So I think what's happening here and where you're like so smart with this is that for, for scale, yes, coming out with post IDs that have social proof, like that can't be argued because that's two thirds of the auction, right? Like if you are winning on two thirds of, of what factors into the auction based off of how the algorithm works, I mean, you, you can't lose in that scenario. But eventually as you scale that CBO campaign, Facebook can't show those same two ads that you're using to the same people over and over again. So I think these dynamic creatives are allowing like freshness, I guess, would be the word. And this is just me theorizing, but you have inspired me to test this, especially for scale, because I think when you're initially scaling, those post IDs with exist existing social proof you need that to sort of get out of the gate. But then I guess when you reach the next level of scale, <laughs> is a good way to put it, then you need to like add some new freshness in. So what this looks like, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But just sort of riffing on this with you. Yeah. And with these, you know, with these tests that we have, what we're seeing is that it doesn't really matter so much on the audiences as much because it's just a matter of like which audience convert. And so you just have to kind of throw them in, see which ones stick, and then it's a competition to can you beat your own creative? Because totally. after, yeah, we're just trying to do a bunch of volume of creative and it's not complex creative. What I mean by that is like if we have an image, what we're doing is we're animating the background or we're changing a color, 
or we're trying to figure out small variations that we can do where we have one ad, but that becomes four variations. And we don't know like what's going to work. And so we let Facebook figure that out. Yeah. And so the more we think of like, oh, that color looks great. Or like that thing is like the winning ad. Again, whenever we get con too confident or too arrogant, it's like, nope, that's not going to work. So we give a bunch of data to Facebook. Facebook figures it out for us. Awesome. All right, my friend. I love talking to you as always. This could go on for hours, but your dog's been having a little party in the back. You haven't seen him, but as the sun's going down, he's like, choo, 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 choo. he needs a walk. <laughs> He's like, Dad, play with me. Uh, but you should go eat food soon. <laughs> Wants all the attention. Right. Well, thank you so much. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. John Moran here. Q1 is closing and it probably didn't go as well as you'd hoped. I'm sure your agency is telling you that they crushed it, but in reality, it probably crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you, or if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what, go to tier11.com forward slash apply. That's tier11.com forward slash apply. And we'll get set up on a call to show you a better way to get your business, not just metrics that make agencies look good.